You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. Once again, I am your host, Ben Wolf, and we are going to learn from our guest today how to get funded, attracting venture capital and angel investors. Uh, as always, I remind you to uh, subscribe, leave a review, and uh, thereby make the content that we're sharing here, the knowledge, the tools, uh, more accessible to yourself in the future as well as to others wherever you listen to this on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever it happens to be, Stitcher, and uh, leave a review and you know it'll, it'll help us, it'll help other listeners get access to this content and uh, share the wealth and pay it forward. Uh, so with that, I want to get into introducing our guest today, who is the CEO at Rebellion Research, uh, which publishes research articles read by hundreds of thousands of people and utilizes machine learning and AI to make investment decisions for its clients. Its focus is on investors interested in taking long-term investment positions. Uh, he has successfully raised funds through uh, both angel investing and venture capital funding. He's an adjunct instructor at Cornell uh, Financial Engineering Manhattan. He's a guest lecturer at machine learning and AI at many different universities, including Yale, Wharton School of Business, and Columbia. Uh, he has a BA focused on political science and mathematics from Amherst College. You can learn more about him uh, and also find those articles and research at rebellionresearch.com. And with that, I give you Alex Fleiss. Welcome, Alex. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's going to be uh, fun chatting with you. I mean, my so much of my life now is dedicated towards helping entrepreneurs and startups and younger businesses acquire the funding they need for the point of time that they're in. So being able to come on and talk with you, Ben, today is really just an absolute pleasure. And you know, I'm just very happy to be here and to try to give as much knowledge as I possibly can in the short window we have today. That's, uh, that's great, and uh, I definitely look forward to, to hearing that, to diving in. Um, and so I guess I just want to kind of dive in with uh, with first just a quick context. Like if you could just share like a two-minute history or like a little context of, of how you got, you know, stuff that's not necessarily reflected on your resume, so to speak, like uh, where you got to where you are now and, you know, to, to be, you know, to be able to be speaking about this and doing what you're doing now. Yes. Okay. So, and that also gets us into the different uh, avenues of funding that are accessible to you. You know, whether it's university grant, whether it's angel investing, whether it's VC investing or government grants, um, there are so many paths to getting funded at the very beginning. And you know, for my story, it began actually with a university uh, college grant uh, out of Amherst College. Um, we were building originally k-means clustering algorithms. It was myself, the chair of the math department, Professor Tanya Lies, um, my partner, Jeremy Newton, who's since gone on to work with Peter Thiel, one of the Facebook founders. Oh, wow. And, and that, that's just like a, that's just a certain mathematical method. I don't know what K-means, I, I apologize, I don't know what K-means clustering is. K-means clustering and random forest are mathematical approaches to, uh, you know, dealing with data. And so, you know, they are algorithms that are you know very complicated and take a lot of work but at the end of the day uh, they're kind of better at framing the problem and that's what got me into artificial intelligence 
which can get you more accuracy in machine learning specifically uh, the field of AI where the software actually readjusts its algorithm as the ecosystem changes and so originally the funding came from Amherst College uh, we, we got mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I think it was about $75,000 to do we, we got a lot of S&P and that's by the way data is so expensive and in today's world such a high percentage of the startups are based on data they're working with data they're trying to play with data in some way and data has become you know kind of the new oil if you will it's very expensive mm. however you can access it is you know very and, and there's a whole field of startups that are just trying to find data to access data to to, to resell it so right, just like the, the data yeah. it's unbelievable what's happened that the data world and i actually at the very beginning you know, we at Rebellion Research thought about doing our own data company too because so much of what we were doing was cleaning data. And in fact, you know, my favorite uh, mathematician is Claudia Perlick, who is head of data at uh, Two Sigma, one of the largest hedge funds in the world. And she says that 90% of her job is just cleaning the data. But, mm. you know, getting back to, to my story, you know, we got yeah. college funding originally. Yeah. And then we went on and we found uh, just a, a very few angel investors to put up money. And then once uh, you know we had a, a product built, we had some customers, we had some revenue flowing, uh, you know, we could start making projections. And mm -hmm. that's when we could take the next step. And the next step, mm -hmm. as I call it, refers to venture capital. Because so mm -hmm. many entrepreneurs have this notion that, oh, I have the best idea, you know, I have the best product or the best model. I'm gonna go right to, you know, Benchmark or Lightspeed or, you know, Alex Tausig is gonna throw me 50 million. Alex Tausig is probably one of the smartest uh, VC partners I've come across. He was at, um, uh, it was uh, High, high. I think it's High Fields or High Bridge, the, the VC firm in Boston, Highlands, excuse me, it was Highlands, uh, very smart VC firm. They were involved with Rent the Runway and Rent the Runway is mm -hmm. one of the unicorns. Um, I don't know if you're acquainted with it. It's, it's my sister's company, actually, Jenny Fleiss. And Rent the Runway. Oh yeah, I heard I heard her interview on uh, with uh, on how I built this with uh, Guy Raz, actually. So I heard that a couple of years ago. That was that was that was a, that was a very enjoyable episode, actually. So oh, that's your sister. I didn't realize the connection. Yeah, that's my wow. sister. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's she's an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, she dealt. You know, she was very lucky in that Rent the Runway was able to leapfrog uh, you know, angel investors and go right to VC because she was at Harvard Business School. And, and by the way, VCs just love business school grads who want to start businesses. It's one of their favorite things. And so she uh -huh. made an acquaintance with a Bain Capital uh, partner and she told him the idea and he said, listen, you know, I've got this $200 million fund. You know, if I gave you a million and a half split between maybe me and another VC fund, it would be almost nothing for me and I'll take a 20% stake in your business. And I like the idea, and, you know, lo and behold, it's been a home run for him, of course, in Bain Capital in Highland. Um, but it was great for my sister in that uh, she was able to leapfrog the angel investors because often the angel investors have these annoying terms and they're terrible to well, deal you know, with. Well, it, well then, yeah, you know what? So let's get, let's, let, let's just go right into that. Right. So, I mean, th th that was one of the things, cause I don't know if everybody knows, you know, people want to get funded, but what is, you know, you know what? What is the difference? What is and what is the difference between angel investing and venture capital? Like, what are they? Well, well, are well, they? well first, Ben, let's take a step back. If there is a pie chart okay. of how to get funded as an entrepreneur in America uh -huh. in 2020, angel investing will probably be between 98 
and 99% of that pie chart. Maybe 1% VC, 1% uh, you know, university and college and government grants. So when I mean uh -huh. angel investing dominates early stage, it yeah. dominates. And what does so that mean? I don't even right. think people realize how much is because you have so many right. startups that get the funding and then disappear. And so for every you know one VC funded firm, I think you've got hundreds of just these tiny ideas to 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 are they even startups yet? They're they're ideas with. But what's it? What is angel investing? Is that is that for? But what is angel that? Is it, like an, is it for is an equity nice stake? Thing. Like what is it? Is it for an equity stake? Like what is it? Well, that's the thing. It can be anything. So, angel investing really just refers to a rich person, who isn't an institution. He's just Joe Schmo. He was a partner here. He started this or either whatever it is. He's either retired or it's a side gig. It's, it's most of the time they're retired. These angel investors. Most of the time, it's something to do with their money because they don't know what to do with their, their lives. And they are essentially just wealthy people in San Francisco and in New York who are looking for something to be involved with, a way to make money. They want to be involved in startups. I mean, the idea of investing in, in the next Facebook is the great American dream. America was built on the capitalist dream. And so angel investing is really just a nice term for generally older, wealthier individuals wanting to invest at the beginning stages. And now in today's economy with so much wealth being acquired early on, angel investing, I've, I've gone to angel investing conferences where I've seen in mass 40 year olds, bunch of 30 year olds, some 50 year olds, you know, obviously a lot of six year olds, but the point is you've got a lot of younger people now. And so if you have a company, mm -hmm. you know, and you wanna get funding with angel investing and there are so many ways to do it, I would say if I was, you know, John Doe and I had an idea and I had zero connections and, and that, of course, everybody says mm -hmm. the easiest way before angel investing is friends and family. Yes. If you have a wealthy friend or a wealthy family member, that is, you know, the first road to go to and to beg them for some money. Mm -hmm. But assuming you're not from a wealthy family and assuming you don't have any connections, which is most of the world, you know, not the elitist of the, the, right. the coasts, but most of the world who doesn't have these connections, what are they gonna do? And so they can easily right. go onto LinkedIn and do a search for angel investor, angel investing. And you're gonna get thousands of people okay. from Boston to Silicon Valley to Austin. And honestly, you go through and you message them one by one by one by one until you start getting some. And it's a painstakingly painful process. It's it, you know, it, it's really, it's and really this is tough. like messaging to them to like, messaging them to like as an investor or your idea, saying, like, Hey, I want to learn from you. I, hey, I, Hey, I, yes, here's my idea. This is what I want. This is what I need. And the best way to go about this is to come up with a one pager, whether you're a hedge fund with a billion dollars or a 19 year old with a great software idea, a simple mm -hmm. one page. Don't make people turn pages. The one thing I found mm -hmm. about billionaires mm -hmm. to institutional partners is they don't want to turn pages. And the more pages they turn, <laughs> the, 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 quicker, the quicker their attrition rate jumps up and they have no attention span and they don't care. One page, this is mm -hmm. what I offer. This is why it's better. This is why I will gain market share. And you have to make it simple for people. I will gain market share via this route. And so this is what we're going to do. And if it's, if, it's, if it's something that's hard to explain, you're, you're gonna have trouble you know, raising money. The easiest way to raise money is to make it simple. 
uh, I think the quickest people who ever got funded were, um, it was some social media, maybe it was, you know, I think it was Snapchat. I think the founders of Snapchat were like these two brilliant Google kids. And uh -huh. I think they were like 22, 23. And they were like, hey, don't you want to message with your friends, but not have it, you know, but not have a trace of it in case you say something you don't like? That's our idea. <laughs> Snapchat. Right. First One VC line. firm that found it through them. Yeah. First VC firm that saw it were like, okay, that's a little easier because they're Google guys, so you know they're smart. But Google guys, right. simple idea. Here's the money. But of course, if you have a great idea and you're not a Google guy, it may not be the first person, but you'll get funding. This country is so rich and so filled with angel investors. And by the way, most of these angel investors, they're nice people. They're good people. And even if they don't want to invest, they might have a person who wants to invest. Most people who have made money in this society have a little bit of guilt about it. A little bit, you know, hey, they want to give back. They want to do <laughs> the right thing. I'm serious. And so you need to appeal to, you know, the, their better graces. And you're going to get you're going to get nice people who want to help. Um, and so I can't stress enough that you should literally try and message every single angel investor on LinkedIn. You know, pay for the premium. It's worth it. Anyone can afford right. that $60, $70. Get a job delivering pizzas to get the premium. And then right. once you have the premium subscription, you need to message every angel well, investor. And, and, and pay someone investors. a few bucks on Upwork to, uh, to help you create the, uh, the one pager. Yes, in, indeed, indeed. You know, uh, you know, or work and create the one pager yourself. Or you know what, uh, is it Worker or, uh, what is that site with the, um, for like for five or ten dollars you can get things made for you oh fiverr uh, or tax fiverr <laughs> yes no fiverr. fiverr yeah i'll tell you yeah fiverr my yeah fiverr yeah my experience with fiverr is that it's totally it, it, it's it, it's most of the time it's junk but if you're very specific with them and you say like what you want them to do and you're very specific with them you can get pretty good return out of a five or ten dollar investment there so you know right. fiverr right. is a great way for a student a 19 year old at like you know kansas state to access you know some, some decent materials made for his or her idea. And so, you know, I always try to say, hey, how do I get a 19-year-old funded? If I'm a 19-year-old, I go to Fiverr, I get my one-pager made, I make it as simple as possible, my software can do this, my idea can do this, the unit economics are this, all on one page, and then you go to LinkedIn and you send out 10,000 messages. When I was a freshman and I was looking for internships, I messaged 700 banks in one night. I, one night, wow. I, I, I took a bunch of espressos, and I was just sending my <laughs> resume out, sending my resume out, and you know that's just banks. That's just for an internship one summer. It takes a thousand emails sometimes to get one decent return back, but you know that's that's work. And if you well, have, do you an know idea, any? Can, can you give an example or somebody you know or you're, you know who's you know where where you've where you've done this? Like somebody with no connections, they found an angel investor. Like how does that like? What like do you have somebody where that's worked with? Oh no, that, that's a that's a great question. Most ideas have come from angel investors, actually. Uh, in terms of like an actual person who had no connections, that's hard for me because I'm unfortunately a very connected person, and so anyone that comes into contact <laughs> with me, I guess, becomes like a connected person in that such. So I I guess um, you know a great ex no you know what I have a great example for you. How about Zoom, the founder of Zoom? had no connections okay. and he was able to get funding and he didn't even speak English. He was a Chinese uh, immigrant who uh -huh. had very poor to, 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 to marginal at best English skills. And he took his idea, 
for streaming uh, podcast service. And you know, I think he's worth, he's worth two, three, four billion dollars now at Zoom. And Zoom is just a great example of the American dream because he was born in China. He hated his life in China. He hates China, by the way, and he hates socialism, communism. If you want to see somebody who supports capitalism, you should, you should hear what the founder of Zoom has to say. He thinks Bernie Sanders and, <laughs> and, 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 and he thinks Bernie Sanders and Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren are like the devil. But it is a great example right, well. of a very poor, very poor person who does not speak any English who got angel investing and then created a six, seven, eight billion dollar company, and so it's really, uh, you know, it's really a remarkable situation there. So I, I, I you right. know, Zoom is, is, is pretty awesome. Um, well, what kind of know. businesses can can find angel investing or venture capital? Like, what what kind of what kind of businesses is that right for? Which ones is it not right for? There, I think, when it comes to angel investing, angel investing really refers to any person, any dude with money, and so any idea is fine for angel investing. VCs are finicky and they get into cycles where they want to invest in fintech or they want, you know, consumer to consumer platforms, you know, everything has to be the Netflix of this or the, you know, you know, or the, <laughs> or the Uber yeah, of that. <laughs> yeah, the Netflix of that or the Uber of that. And so if it, it needs to be put into a model. And so that's the new VC world is what I've been seeing is just, you know, putting into a model. Everybody wants a model now. Um, and so, you know, it's hard with the VC world to, to, you know, replicate these amazing returns. And in fact, uh, you know, Kleiner Perkins, which when I was a kid in the 90s, was the Microsoft and Google of VC, has become such a, you know, uh, a, a lesser VC firm because, you know, they were one of the first to, to try to try this model thing and they haven't had a huge, huge home run because they haven't been, you know, willing to take the risk. And so right. I think the VC, I think the, my point is, I think the VC world is, you know, is, is trying to eschew risk. And I think that as this society has gotten so rich, the angel investing market has absolutely exploded in the last 10 years. The number of angel investors in domestic US from 2010 to 2020 is up hundreds of percent. So not only do you have so much more capital available for you, but you have so many more people who might just like your idea. And most ideas only take $10,000. So you don't need a Bill Gates to fund your idea. You could just right. find some, you know, you could find a former Sprint executive uh, sitting in his condo in Honolulu, you know, and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of these former Sprint executives sitting in right. their condos in Honolulu desperate for an idea, desperate for something to invest in. You, there are people who are, they, they want to invest in you. So there's, there's definitely a huge market. And, and then that gets us to the angel investing conferences. Okay. You need to Google angel investing conferences because there are many of them. And many uh -huh. of them will let an entrepreneur with a, a an idea, you, know, you, show, you know, you go to the conference planners, you say, this, I'm an entrepreneur, I, I go to Kent State, uh, here's my idea. You know, I'll take the bus. I'll be there at six hours, but I'll do it. They will let you. You know, generally these are you know could be a thousand dollars for some of the tickets to these conferences. They'll let you attend for free. Many will let students attend for free, but if you're an entrepreneur and you have an idea that you're pitching these angel investors, they'll let you attend for free. They huh. want new ideas. Th these people are looking for ideas. There are all these. Their business is dedicated to finding ideas, and so I try to say to entrepreneurs, don't be shy, because you have something. If you have a good idea, you have something. I promise you thousands of people want. And so don't be shy. If there's one thing people could take away, entrepreneurs could take away from this podcast, it is badger, badger, badger. And that was actually advice 
from my VC funder, Bob Pittman. Uh-huh. So Bob Pittman uh, was uh, originally a music guy. He did uh, MTV, and uh, then he did Six Flags, actually. Um, and then he got involved with AOL, where he made a lot of money, and started a venture capital firm called The Pilot Group, which uh, was founded with Kenny Lear, who was uh, one of the partners of Robinson Lake Lear, and was the PR guy for Michael Milken, the junk bond king in the, the 80s when he ran into instant trading issues. So Kenny and Bob's fund, Pilot Group, also funded Huffington Post, Daily Candy, uh, Thrillist, and, um, and that's become... Uh, there's now Kenny Lear spun out into a new VC firm. But um, anyway, you know, we, we got funding from them in, uh, let's see, 09. And at that time, you know, we already had our platform, you know, we had our, uh, you know, we already had clients, you know, so we had, you know, revenue streams, we had, you know, you know models and whatnot, we could show them what, you know, right. what the future could look like. But anyway, the point is that uh, Bob said to me, he said, listen, Alex, if there's one thing you can take from me, in our interaction here, um, and learn from my business career, it is my three, the three words, my favorite advice in business, which is badger, badger, badger. <laughs> and that, yeah, that is a, he's an avid angel investor, avid, um, you know, VC guy. And now actually he's CEO of Clear Channel. I'm just saying on Google, yeah, he just took over Clear Channel. Uh, or iHeartRadio oh. as it's born. iHeartRadio. So he's the CEO of iHeartRadio. And he used to always say to me, badger, badger, badger. And that's and I can't stress that enough because there are people out there who want to invest in your idea. They, they do. Right. They absolutely do. And also, of course, ignore the haters because this world is just chock right, right. filled with haters. Oh, most people are Skeptics. jealous. Most people, well, most people are, you know, want to just conform. They just want to fit in. You know, as Brett Easton Ellis, uh, you know, wrote so aptly in the 80s. And most people are scared to go against the grain and to be their own person. And so seeing, you know, you as an entrepreneur, you know, make your own path, they hate you because you're well, doing what's something the, they don't have the courage for. Right. Hmm? Right, right. No, right. And that's, I, that, I, right. So, that, I mean, that, I, it's, it sounds critical what you're saying. I mean, there's, you know, in terms of badger, 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 be confident, you know, you have to look past the uh, you know look past the haters or the skeptics, um, you know, and the, and the difference being between VC, I guess, and angel investing is more like individuals versus groups, you know, funds. But like, but I I don't but I don't want to run out of time to talk about on the VC side. Okay, so we talked about an approach for for angel investing, but like let's say somebody's like a little bit bigger side, yeah. Ben, my last tangent before we, we finish up uh, with the VC <laughs> side is, is Steven Schwartzman, who is one of my business idols. And I had the great pleasure of hearing him speak uh, three years ago. And he makes the point that when Blackstone Capital Partners first launched in 1984, they went 0 for 17 on their first investment meetings. This is a man wow. worth, what, 10, 12, 13 billion dollars, controlling over a trillion dollars. Blackstone is a household name in finance. And yeah. he went 0 for 17, 0 for 17. Now, this is a man who is the top of finance. So anyway, let, let's, my point is that any, if anyone can go over 17 and become a 10 billionaire, everyone should try to go over 17 because nobody <laughs> right. is, is, is cool than Steve Schwartzman. So anyway, let's finish up with VC. Before yeah, no, on. but I want to say, like, so, so, so we, you, you spoke about like, what someone, like, how someone can approach getting angel funding. What about if someone's like, maybe a little bigger or whatever, but like, how, do they, how do you approach VC funding? Okay, first things first. That one pager has to become a 15 pager. Okay. I wouldn't go up to 30 pages. A lot of VC firms get critical of pitches that are too long. I hear uh-huh. this a lot. I have so many VC friends and 
If it's too long, I hear a lot of criticisms out there. Or too short, you don't wanna to be too short. Really, it's very important you be not too long, not too short. But, but, that's, but then we're getting into optics. And right. optics are the most important thing for VC firms. They care about optics. They care about how your materials look because they wanna get other VC firms into it. And they wanna make sure that their investment is respected by their peers. One of the most important things, you have to create a product that conforms in that it conforms in that what the business idea is is something that can be replicated for other investors to be happy with. This mm -hmm. is the Netflix of this. This is the you know Coupa uh, software of this, and very easy to understand. So that Sequoia can like it, and then Benchmark can like it, and Union Square can like it. Because once a venture capitalist says, "Oh, this is garbage," it'll then create negative ripples towards the first VC guys. And you might lose those right. first VC guys. It is, it is a house of cards getting your VC funding because uh -huh. they're all skittish. They have so many ideas coming at them. And you know, they, they assume if you have a nine out of 10 you know, failure ratio, you're pretty cynical then because most things don't work. And so you're cynical right. in nature. You're not optimistic in nature. And so if all of a sudden some random person from another VC firm has something very significantly negative to say about these materials that you were considering throwing 1.2 million of your book into, you're gonna rethink that, let me tell you. So it's, it's much more of a high wire, uh, house of cards situation and getting VC funding. Optics are incredibly important. You need to make materials, not from Fiverr, you need to make materials that have been vetted from friends, family, other, you, you probably wanna make friends with a VC guy to help you with these materials as well. Because these are materials that are gonna have to stand up to a lot of people. They're going to go right. to in front of the investment committee. They're going to Is go, there resources you know, people can look to to like oh, get a guide of how to put oh, that together? Course. Fantastic question, Ben. So many of the best materials from Paperless Post to Pinterest to PayPal, they're available online. Google, oh, you know, okay. best. So you can see, you can see ever. successful VC these 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 present presentation packets. You can oh, see. Oh, I, I just got a hold of Ubers. I got a hold of Dara, the the Uber materials that Dara was pushing around when he didn't have a dollar to his name. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of the WeWork materials that uh, you know uh, what's his face was pushing around as well. You can get these materials and copy them. Don't copy them in that you know you're stealing it. Right. But copy but everything you possibly can. But it's can to get an it. idea of the of the format of the you know what the you know Conform what's important to them. Conformity in marketing to venture capital is important. Your right. idea must be unique, of course, and your explanation of the idea must be unique. But how you present your marketing materials must be highly conformed. Conformity is so important. I keep saying it over and over because it's so important. Because if you lose one VC, you might lose them all. And you know, right. generally you, you can't, get two you can't, to three to four to five. You can't dismiss that. No, you absolutely cannot. Uh, you can't. So, so my father-in-law actually is the chairman of a venture capital firm, uh, SilverTech. Um, and my father, my father-in-law, Tal Carrot, tells me that you know, they I think they get two hundred. Uh, they they seriously consider two hundred uh, ideas before they even pick one. That's not even to talk about the number of ideas that come through their door. So, right. you know, right. when it comes to VC funding, oh, God, it's so, 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 so tough. And usually they want to jump on, uh, you know, they want to jump on the momentum. And so often VC funding kind of plays follow the leader. And so it's hard to kind of like be the Indiana Jones and carve out your VC funding. VC funding kind of, fi it kind of finds you. 
so much of the time. The way with my sister at Harvard Business School, VC funding has wanted to find you know business school students to, to fund. Like it finds you. It's so tough. Um, it really is. You're, you know. But once you get to the level where you need VC funding, often they will have already found you because you're cool. Your company is in vogue. Your customers are growing. You know, and so you know these VC. You know, these are very very smart people with great analytics, and they're looking at mm. the apps that are being downloaded more. They're looking at where the traffic's going. They're seeing what websites mm. are growing. So you know, often VC will find you. So mm. I can't. You know, I just I whenever I have you know. So as a, as a teacher. I have all these students. Last year, I had 51 interns on top of the teaching that I did. So I've just, I'm always, most of my emails these days are honestly from my students. And so many of them have ideas, and I'm trying to help them get funded. And I, the first thing I say is just do not send any materials to VC firms. Do not waste your time. No, not you're just, no, you know. Uh, venture capital is not what it was 30, 40, 50 years ago. Venture capital is much more of a kind of a growth equity market now. And so you must be in a kind of a growth equity place, you know, and so, I would say the smaller VC guys are almost more like institutionalized angel investors at this point, uh -huh. you know? And so you could say that they're venture capital, you could call them institutional uh, angel investors. I think that there's kind of a, a gray area there, if you will. Because so often, you know, you have some guy, like look at like Ben LeBeau. He was a you know, famous corporate raider guy in the 80s. He has like half a billion dollars now, does tons of VC and tech funding, and but it's like him and his daughter and maybe like an analyst or two. And yeah, they've got a lot of money and they're at a great offices, but is that an institutional VC fund? Like, I don't think so. I would call that institutional angel investing uh, office. But, you know. Um... So so here's, so the last, you know, before, we, right. Well, I mean, before we run out of time, I, I wanted to just cover one other angle though. Which is like okay, let's say VC, let's say VC funding is uh, is you know at least you know at least in the type of business it is, for the place where it is, and they could be successful. But what what are I don't know I don't know what are the downsides or what are the sacrifices that you're making? Like you know, so the people who are thinking of doing this, so that they go in with their eyes open, they don't have a false set of expectations about what it's going to be like. Ben, I want to interrupt you. That is a fantastic yeah. question to end. Because let me tell you, um, the number one thing I, I think I've learned from entrepreneurs who dealt with the VCs after the fact is most of the time they go in with their eyes closed. They're so excited about, oh, the offices, oh my God. And they sign these deals. They don't realize how awful they are because you know, the, the VC firms get guaranteed paybacks. Their, their, their equity then balloons after certain levels. If the company goes from 50 to $100 million, their, their, their equity can jump from 25 to like 75%. It's insane. Wow. And the founders are just so excited to get 7 million bucks from like Bain right. that they're totally like, okay, I got here. I'm going to just give up 60% of my company. And, you know, I mean, I look at like, you know, Rent the Runaway and, you know, Bain and Highland Capital, you know, they were able to take uh, over half of Rent the Runaway. And mm -hmm. maybe they could have gotten a few angel investors and maybe my sister could have kept a lot more of her company. She made, my, my sister has made so much money. I mean, who cares? But I'm saying for these other you know, founders that if you can avoid venture capital, sure, because these are people who do it for a living. So their contracts have gone through years and years and years of right. evolution. They know what they're doing. And they've got, uh, you know, they, they've got parts to these contracts that you don't understand that you're not going to understand that your lawyer is not going to understand right well you need, you need so you need counsel you need to spend the money on counsel even though you're a startup mode and you're whatever yes. but like yeah but, but need, even you need, some great counsel you need sophisticated some, counsel 
yes, you need extremely sophisticated counsel. It's very expensive to deal with these VC guys. You know, very expensive. So, and what I, about I control? Look, lots exactly. No, they take the control, and then they're on the board and they watch everything you do, and you lose your ship. Don't worry, it's not your ship anymore. And that's why Mark Zuckerberg didn't take VC money, Ben. He said F you to them. Remember, we all saw you know, the, the, the movie with him where he went in his bathrobe and told them to go F themselves. He went I to saw, Peter Thiel. I saw the, the movie. Yeah, it was a long went, time ago. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that part. Well, he went to Peter Thiel in the end, just a gigantic angel investor, and said, you know, like, I have my idea. Give me money. And, let's, and Peter Thiel was like, sure, here you go. No problem. And so Zuckerberg, who built the Facebook was able to avoid VC because he wanted control. He wanted right. the pirate ship to keep having it be the Zuckerberg flag, and it will be the Zuckerberg flag. And he doesn't right. care if he's worth 10 or 20 or 30 or $40 billion. And I believe him. I don't think he does care about that. He cares about being one of the most powerful people in the world. He cares about running the ship that he has built from scratch, that it's, it's, it's his child. In some ways, he might love it as much as his children, maybe right. more in other ways. Right. Um, That's understandable. You never know. I mean, it's yeah, very common. I mean, it's, 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 you know, for business owners, so, it's your baby. So, I mean, I think, I think about 2012, and my, my, my partner who was with Peter Thiel, and my partner was like, yeah, Peter's selling all of his Facebook stock here. He just, you know, feels it's gotten to a good level, and he's good, and, you know, um, and, you know, and Peter thinks, you know, Zuck should sell some stock too. And I was like, listen, you know, dude, there's no way that Zuck's going to sell stock. Zuck doesn't want money. He doesn't care. Zuck just wants his business. That's his child. And when you mm. build a good enough business that it becomes your child and it becomes your life and your passion and your love, you're not working anymore. You're having fun. And, you know, that's the way you make the most money is when you find something that is your passion and that when the work isn't work, it's, it's truly, truly fun. And so, I mean, that's, that's the ideal. That's, you know, the dream and the hope, if you will. Yeah. And that's a great way to, it's a great way to conclude. And, you know, and I think that, I think that this is, you know, for this podcast, this is a, a relatively new topic, and um, I, I think it's really, really valuable. And we're interested to see, you know, comments people, you know, give afterwards. But, um, uh, you know, I think in terms of getting angel investing funding, approaches to that, what you need to do to succeed, getting VC funding, what you need to do to succeed there, what you know, how to keep your eyes open for the realities of it and the sacrifices of it. So you don't go in with your eyes eyes closed. It's like, ooh, 1.5 million. Wow, that's you know, and then just kind of ignore all the sacrifice uh, and lack of control. So um, super, super valuable information uh, for people. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of that. Oh, no, my pleasure.